0: This morning we want to look at a small thing that God used. Well, a small thing was man, but a small implement. And let's read to Judges chapter 15 and beginning reading at verse 14. And when he came unto Lehi, that is Samson, the Philistines shouted against him and the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. Take note of that. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and the cords that were upon his arms became as flecks, and was burnt with fire, and his bands loosed from off his hands. And he found a new jawbone of an ass, and put forth his hand, and took it, and slew a thousand men therewith. And Samson said, With the jawbone of an ass, heaps upon heaps with the jawbone of an ass have I slain a thousand men and it came to pass when he had made an end of speaking that he cast away the jawbone out of his hand and called that place Rameth Lehi. let's keep your Bible open let's pray Father take your word and inscribe it in every heart now this morning and glorify your son the Lord Jesus Christ, and help your people to see, Lord, not only our need of you, but who we are in you, and glorify yourself this morning. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Small things in the hands of a big God. I think this is part six, maybe. But anyhow, we've been looking at how in our weakness, there's those people who feel down and weak and distraught and lonely, depressed and anxious and all the things we've spoken of and we've looked at how small things, whether it's your your, your yourself, your feelings, your faith, small, minute, it seems hopeless, useless, like nothing. You feel like that, you think like that and We have looked at all of those things where it's a helpless, a a seemingly hopeless situation, circumstance you find yourself in. And as we have looked at those things during the last few weeks, we have looked at how God has taken the small things when we place ourselves, when we place the situation, when we place who we are, when we place what we are thinking into the hands of God. We look at, at that and we see how when we have done that and when we do that, And fully, completely, solely just trust in him for what your fear is, what your thinking is. That those small things are taken care of by God. But those small things become victorious in God. This morning you are are already a victor. spoke to someone jesting this morning about this when I first came in. You're already victorious in Christ. Not that you're waiting to be victorious. You are already victorious in Christ. And yes, because of our flesh, we fail, we falter, we fall, we stumble. We, we, we're not perfected in the sense of our flesh craves the world, and etern- uh, uh, not, not eternal things, but temporal. And because of that, we seem to have the drawing. The things that draw on the flesh. And someone once put it like this. The flesh, the man, the woman who you are, The flesh always looks downward. I want you to get this this morning. The flesh always looks downward. It's an earthly object. And the real you inside you is not the earthly object. The flesh, the tabernacle that you are, the person that we see, that we look at in the mirror, you are the earthly object. A fallen nature of an earthly object. So we'll always look down, always try and pull you down, always think of the things of the world and the earth. But the man or the woman who are the real person inside the soul, the soul will will look inward. It looks inward because it's the real you. It's how you think. It's how you feel. It's the things you're going through. The real you looks inward. But when you are born again of the Spirit, the Spirit that is in you always looks upward and outward. In other words, the Spirit that is the Holy Spirit of God, regenerating your spirit to be connected at one and in unison with Almighty God, will not allow the flesh to look downward, not allow the flesh to take off the worldly things, but will not allow even my own self at times to to look inward, it will pull us out of ourselves and always look by faith to Almighty God. That's why when we read God's Word, God's Word dwells in us. That's why when we read God's Word, uh, we're told, let the Word of Christ dwell in you richly. In other words, when you know the Word of God, you know the God of the Word, then the Spirit of God illuminates that Word and leads you into victory. Makes you an overcomer, for you're already washed in the blood of Jesus, but you're an overcomer by the grace of God because you fail and fall and falter, just like all of us. But also you're an overcomer because the Holy Spirit of God groans within you when you don't know how to pray. He intercedes for you when you don't know what to say. And the Spirit of God always turns you again to the right way, the right living, the right thoughts, And he always changes the desire, gives you strength, gives you hope, and gives you the victory in our Lord Jesus Christ. Now this morning, that's who you are. You may not feel like that, you may not think like that, but that's why you're here. The Lord to tell you that you are more than a conqueror through him that loved you. That you're more than a conqueror, not just a conqueror. Conquerors conquer great things. You're more than that. You can conquer and then go on further. Don't just conquer the temptation. Don't just conquer the trial. Don't just conquer the situation. Don't just conquer the thing that's beset you or your home or your family. Don't just conquer the flesh. Don't just conquer those things that are coming against you day and daily. Just Don't, don't just conquer them. Conquer them and then go on from them. Become victorious in Christ and move into the blessing that God has for you. There's always trials, there's always troubles, there's always the devil wanting to hinder you, to hold you back, to stop you, to uh, quench your your spirit and try and uh, take the faith that God has placed within you. But that can never happen. You feel it happen sometimes, but it can never happen because it is already born in you, it's birthed in you, it belongs to you because it was given to you by Almighty God. You were given a gift, so use it. You were given a gift, so use it. When we come, the small things in the hands of a big God. You may feel small this morning. But if you do, place yourself in the hands of God. He's a big God. Samson in our reading, he comes to a place called Lehi, Lehi. And he's there and the Philistines shouted against him. Now notice, here is the, the, those who are heathens, they, they worship uh, false deities and idols, and behind those is the devil. So here is the enemy of Samson, the enemy of Israel, the enemy of God's people, and they're shouting against him. Shouting against God's people. You see, if you listen to the voice of the devil, you'll become afraid. Now I'll say it again, if you listen to the voice of the devil, you will become afraid. If you listen to what he's saying to you, you will believe his words. And the devil is a liar. If you listen to the things that the devil is shouting against you, you're no good. No one loves you. You are worthless. You are hopeless. There's no joy in life for you. This is all you're going to have. And you start to think like this. You're going to be sick. You're going to die. You're going to do this. You're going to be that. And the devil loves to shout. Shouted it against Samson. If you listen to the words of the devil and the devil's words get into your ears and into your heart then you're going to feel that way, think that way, act like that that way, walk that way. But if you listen to the Word of God, if you listen to the Word of God with the inner ear, if you listen to the the, the Word of God with the inner heart, the real person that's you, who feels like you, you know the soul that you are, the inward looking one, that inwardness that says, this is me, this is how I feel, this is what I'm going through, this is what I think. And when you think like that, if you listen to the Word of God, let the Word come into that real you, into your heart, into your spirit. If you let the Word of God this morning come into you, you will see the truth of the Word of God. You will see what God thinks about you and not what the devil says you are. And you will see yourself in God and you will be able to overcome him by the Word of God, by the Spirit of the Lord, through the blood of Jesus. I hope this is making sense to you this morning. I haven't even got that written down. I've just introduced it like that. Here are the Philistines, they shout against Samson. Now here is the beautiful uh, counterpart to this. Let's read verse 14. And when he came to Le- unto Lehi, the Philistines shouted against him, and the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. In other words, the power of the heavens, the God of glory, he who upholds all things by the word of his power, the great Elohim, the creator God of the universe, Yahweh, Jehovah God, the covenant-keeping God, he comes and he steps into Samson's place. He steps right into Samson. He hears the shouts of the devil. And they cannot overcome the light of God. Or the power of God. The anointing of God. God gives him the strength. God gives him the ability. God gives him the authority. God gives him the power. To take over the devil. To force out the enemy. And to walk in victory. Do you know when Jesus died on the cross, the God Elohim, Yahweh, Jehovah, the great God of the covenant, he came and he stepped in your place and mine? Do you know when he was risen from the dead, he came again and stepped into you? Set his spirit in our hearts that you and I would be, even as Samson was, Stepping out in faith, stepping out in covenant blessing, stepping out in what Christ has done and who we are in him, stepping out in victory, not listening to the words of the devil and the voice of the enemy and the things that come against us, not listening to it. Don't give the devil any place, Paul says. And once you start to listen to the lies of the devil, once you start to hear the negative report, once you start to take on board what you think and what people are saying, and, and you look at circumstances with the flesh, that is your 2020 vision, with the human vision that sees an impossibility that no man can attain to, that no man can push through, that no man can overcome on their own, by their self, whether that be an illness or a sickness, or whether it be a financial problem, whether that be something at home, whether that be whatever. You and I see it, we see the impossibility. But when the Spirit of God came on, Samson, mightily, and the Spirit of God is within you mightily, when you realize that you don't look through the carnal man or woman, that which draws us to the earth and the things of the world, We don't look through 2020 vision. We see it. We recognize it. We acknowledge it's there. But then we see that we are anointed of the Holy Spirit of God to be able to overcome and go through the situation. That's who you are in Christ today. That's who you are in the Lord this morning. What is it that stands against you? What is it that you've got up this morning thinking about? What is it that you've been so concerned over? What has the doctor said? Have you been to Doctor Jesus yet? Here's an important part of what we want to say, and what do we want the Lord I think the Lord will say to you this morning. The Spirit of the Lord came upon him, and the cords that were upon his arms became as flecks and burnt with fire. And his hands were loose; the, the, his bands were loose from off his hands. Now, do you see the idea here? He's already tied. He's already bound. His hands have flaxes around him, or cords, ropes around them. And he's coming, and he sees the, the Philistines, they're shouting, we've got you now, we're going to overcome you. In fact, in you know, all honesty, see if you read this, it's actually, Samson is from the tribe of Dan. And Dan means judge. When you get the word Adonai, A D O N, D O N in Adonai means God the Judge. Dan, D A N, means Judge. Don can mean Judge. The U, A, and O that are vowels are only there for our reading. And this Judge came, bound, tied, one who was covenanted with God. And if you read it, do you know who bound him? his fellow Israelites. Judah bound him. Oh, Samson, I'm paraphrasing now, don't do this. Don't step out and chase off the enemy because they'll only come back even harder. They'll only come back and annoy matter families. and The Philistines are coming over Run us, listen brothers and sisters, with that mentality you're taking the defeatist mentality. The mentality is put the enemy to flight and take the battle to the gate and destroy the works of the devil. That's the mentality we have. Judah was saying, don't, the devil will come. Or in other words, the Philistines will come. How many of us are bound by what others think. How Many of us are bound by what our fellow men and women around us will say, even in the church. How many of us are bound by their philosophies and their theologies to say, Christ won't and doesn't move this way anymore. Don't be doing that. And we're bound. But you know what happens when the Spirit of the Lord comes mightily upon you? When the Spirit of the Lord comes mightily upon a man and a woman? You know what happens? They do things that even seem outrageous for God. They step out in faith. They move forward in God. They become gloriously victorious in Him. They take the battle to the gate and they destroy all the works of the devil. That's what happens. And that's what Samson did. He came bound and the Lord came upon him and those uh, flaxes that were around him, they became like powder. You know when you burn something like a a, a rope or something that's burnt like wood or it crumbles. That's the way the flaxes came. They just fell apart because the Spirit of the Lord came. In fact, the Hebrew rendering says the flaxes, just melted away. <laughs> see if you're bound to something. See when the Spirit of God comes on you and you're conscious of the Spirit of God. See when if you're conscious of what God is doing in the midst. See if you're conscious of the moving of God. See if you're conscious that God has anointed you for special things and great things to move forward in glory and victory in His name. You know what happens? See the things that bind you. They just melt away. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And as we sang, Jesus reigns in this place. When you place your smallness that you think you are into the hands of God, you'll see God change your life. Here's something I want you to think about. Verse 15, and he found a new jawbone of an ass, and put forth his hand, and took it, and slew thousands, a thousand men therewith. And Samson said, With the jawbone of an ass, heaps upon heaps, with the jawbone of an ass have I slain a thousand men. There's one saying here, and the word Ramath Lehi. Notice what he says, verse 17. It came to pass that when he had made an end of speaking, he cast away the jawbone out of his hand and called that place Lehe. And Ramathlehe means height of the jawbone or jawbone hill. Height of the jawbone, jawbone hill. Samson sees the jawbone of an ass, a donkey, and he lifts it. And he looks at it and he says, This animal has died recently. I could use this. Now, try and get the picture here. 1,000 Philistine men. 1,000. And Samson. Think about that. In fact, if you think about it, and the more you think about it, you'll think that this isn't true. You know why? Automatically we think, impossible. Impossible. One thousand men against one man, impossible, maybe one man and two, three, four, if he's really strong, five, six, maybe one against him, but a thousand men, a thousand warriors, a thousand armed men equipped for battle against one man with a job that's impossible, isn't it? See already the flesh looks downward. Already the flesh looks at what's around us. But when the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon Samson, he lifts up the jawbone of the ass and he looks at it and he says, Lord, see this small thing? Little as much when God is in it. And Samson trusted. In Samson? No. Samson trusted in his stature, his, his build, his prowess, No, Samson trusted in the covenant. Samson trusted in the covenant that God made with him that if he did not cut his hair, seven locks in all, if he did not cut his seven locks, God would bless him. And he trusted in that covenant. Now here's the thing, do you not trust in a covenant of a lamb? Simply shedding the blood of a lamb? The Lamb of God, the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you trust that covenant? For if you do, that which is standing against you, that which seems impossible, that which seems too big for you, now becomes relatively small in size and you're starting to grow. You know why? Because not that you're any bigger. Not because of who you are or who I am. It's not because what we can do. It's because how big our God is. And he is a covenant-making, a covenant-keeping God, and he says to you that you're my child, you're my son, you're my daughter, you're now in Christ, you're sitting in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, and you have the right, the power, the authority to become the son of God, which you are now in Christ. And when you are, when you realize it, you look at these things, You lift up, as it were, the jawbone, or that little part of faith that's left in you. That little mustard seed, and you say to the mountain, be thou removed. The riddle here goes like this. Samson said, verse 16, With the jawbone of an ass, heap upon heaps, with the jawbone of an ass, have I slain, slain a thousand men. One old writer put it like this. With a jawbone of an ass have I piled them in a mass. With a jawbone of an ass have I piled them in a mass. And here's the thing you need to look at this morning. The term heap upon heaps gives the idea of a thousand men and Samson walked right into the center of the battle. Samson took it head on. Didn't car away. He didn't say, I'll see what happens. Samson stepped out and walked right into the heat of the battle, right to the center, and he cut through them like a hot knife through butter. Not because of Samson, but because of the small things in the hands of a big god. And as he swung that jawbone... They were flying to the left hand, they were flying to the right. And the idea is here that as the Red Sea opened up and stood like two great heaps of water, one on each side, so Samson walked through the Philistines, wiping them to one side and swiping them to another. And by the time he was finished, there was two big heaps of men, probably 500 aside, all lying in a heap. And Samson looked at the little jawbone, and Samson looked at the left, and Samson looked at the right. And he seen the enemy was defeated and he walked through in victory. Now if you're going to do something for God, and if you want God to use you to do something, and if you're looking at a situation with half a, a will a wonder mentality should a shouldn't I mentality, then the idea is that you might not get the full victory. You need to speak in faith, act in faith, and serve him with all your heart. Don't do it half-hearted. You need to stand facing the devil. Resist him and he'll flee. But nevertheless, the devil and his circumstances, his little minions that all come with him. Step forward in the covenant that is made in Jesus' name. Take, as it were, your jawbone of an ass. That little thing, that small thing that you have left in you. Step forward. Go into the hottest most part of the battle. Go right to the forefront. Don't be double-minded. And just say to the devil, thus far, no further, now it's my turn. In the name of the Lord of hosts, step forward and slay to the left hand and the right. Destroy the works of the devil. See, you know what a Christian will do? They'll sit and listen. This is not a condemnation, by the way. they sit and listen and everything. Yeah, that's right. I'm going to do that. And you go out the door, but I'm just a Christian. I'm just poor wee me. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're a child of God. He loves you. He's with you. He's in you. And you're covenanted unto him. Notice what happens here. In verse 18, we didn't read this. Let's read it. And and he was sore of thirst and called on the Lord and said, Hast thou given this great deliverance into the hand of thy servant? And now shall I die for thirst and fall into the hands of the uncircumcised. You know what Samson's saying here? Lord, you've given me this great and massive victory. But do you see the thirst? That comes on Samson, you know what it's for? Samson's thirsty. He's been he's been at war fighting for dear knows how long. He's tired and body and he's weak. But you know why the Lord allows him to be thirsty? One, it lets him see his humanity, two, it lets let him see his need of his God. Lord, I need you to supply the water. I'm thirsty. when you and I come through things you and I will feel the joy the exhilaration of it the peace of it, the rest of it but when we're through the other side we tend to start forgetting that's when things might be drawing us back the Lord says are you thirsty Samson where are you getting water out here ten are you thirsty you're going through that, you've come through with victory you know what it does, it turns our hearts back to him who gave us the victory maybe you've been blessed abundantly recently don't forget him don't forget him turn your heart back to him He has blessed you abundantly call on him to satisfy your need the thirst the desire for him and love him. Verse 19 says But God cleave a hollow and hollow place that was in the jaw, and there came water thereout. And when he had drunk, his spirit came again, and he revived. Wherefore he called the name thereof Enhakur, which is in Lehi, unto this day. And he judged Israel in the days of the Philistines twenty years. Do you see the idea here of the word "in hakor"? Do you know what it means? Fountain of the calling, and him that calleth. Fountain of the calling, him that calleth. Samson gets through the other side. He calls on God. Fountain of calling. And he calls on God. God answers. But see in reality. And the truth be told. It was God. Who still had his eye on him. And the fountain of calling. Was from almighty God to Samson. That's the real calling. And even when you're turning. In the times of distress. And you realize. You've looked everywhere else. But you start to turn to almighty God you may be calling to him even as a last resort you may be calling to him you may have forgotten him but now you're calling to him and even you have a fountain as it were of calling you will realize that it wasn't you calling at all it was him all the time loving you and calling you him calling you he is the fountain of your calling and it's that that fountain we drink, it's that fountain we need to be satisfied at. I'll close with this. We thought, the tremendous. Small things in the hands of a big God. Here was a jawbone of an ass. But you know, whenever we think of small things, we wonder how small, small, and how big's big. And over this while, we've been looking at how Moses had a rod in his hand and the rod of Moses became what the rod of God was called. Isn't that right? We think of Shamgar. Shamgar in, is the man who slew in chapter, Judges chapter 3 and verse 31. He slew 600 Moabites with an ox goad. Notice that. Shamgar slew 600 Moabites with an ox goat. What about Adino? Second Samuel 23 and 8 says, He slew 800 with a spear at one time. At one time. 600, 800. Here's a thousand. You know what it tells me? That when we are fully in reliant upon God, but when we're fully acknowledging who we are in God, That God is the same God who slew all those before, who done all those miracles before, who saved those people before, who brought revival before, who helped the sick before, who done all the healings before. And we are the same ones who can say, Lord, you've done it before, will you do it again? Do it again, Lord. I might have changed, but he's the same yesterday and today and forever. We have Shamgar, we have Adino. A spear, an ox goad. We have Samson with his jawbone of an ass. Here's a little thing in the hands of God that slew spiritually many. Revelation chapter 10, there's an angel standing between heaven and earth, one foot in the land and one foot on the sea, one hand up to heaven, and in his right hand he holds a little book open. A little book. That was prophetic of the Reformation. Traveling over land and sea, nation to nation, coming westward right over across Europe into the British Isles and taken to the States and Canada and so on, then to Australia. Here we have, and of course, then the other parts of the world from that. But here we have one foot in the land, one foot in the sea, little book open. That is the open Bible. Look what God used. Simple men like Martin Luther and others, John Calvin. All those men to open up the scriptures, coming to great preachers like John Wesley. And Whitcliffe. Spurgeon. Of course, George Jeffries and others like them. Simple men and women. Of powerful ministries. You know what they saw? They saw salvation by grace through faith. Alone. They saw the God of the Bible still working miracles today. They read the truth of the scriptures. It was a small thing in the heart of a big God. And God wrought great victory in the earth. So, what's that part? Six. I'm going to do another one because of more. The more I look at these small things, I keep getting more keep getting more and more you're a covenanted child of God through the blood of the everlasting covenant of our Lord Jesus Christ I say Lord I have all in you and I have all of you in me now let's go and take over all the world (laughs) destroy the works of the devil God bless us this morning thank you for your attention praise his loving name